podcast to you. Well, you beat me to it. I was I was gearing up for my hello and welcome to Beampod. Oh, uh, maybe start again. No. Why? Why do you do that? <laughs> we have begun. Okay. I'm That's Paul Rose. Talking over me. I'm Paul Rose. I'm here once again on Between You and Me, the Meridian podcast, a Meridian podcast, the only real one, the other one's a Steve Hogarth podcast, with my dear old wife, wife, Sanya. Top of the podcast to you. Hey, I was listening back to last... That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, we said it again. I was listening to last week's episode this morning. Right. And it amazes me that anyone listens to us. (laughs) the The first 10 minutes were just... Chaos. Oh, well, they, I haven't listened to it yet, so I, I can't, and I can't actually remember what happened. Yeah, and then so um, and fifteen minutes apologies in, apologies everyone for the chaos. In fifteen minutes in, I start doing an impression of a whale. I um, remember that and speculate about seeing a shaved Chewbacca. Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, you haven't listened to it back yet, have you? No. Yeah, I remember the whale sounds. Anyway, sorry for this podcast. <laughs> I also saw. I just. I was uh, procrastinating this morning. I also saw um, a lovely review. It was a good review. It was a positive review. Um, it says we're very listenable. Oh. Uh, once you get over my tendency <laughs> to laugh, laugh at my own jokes. Oh. <laughs> and he laughs again. I can't help it. I'm a jolly fellow. But no. <clears throat> oh, that was a bit loud and aggressive. Don't, don't do that because when I compress it, it's not loud. Oh, so I can't okay, and that. but it means I've now either got to cut that bit out or once again it's another deviation. Every time you've got oh, that's a bit loud in the podcast, which listener is multiple times and I have to cut it out. They don't hear that. Okay. It's compressed, which balances the levels. It was loud for my ears in the room. Um this, the joke's not gonna work now. It's gonna go, oh there you go, and you just punctuated the sentence by laughing at your own joke Mm. or own comment yes see it's not funny it's just for the flat now so as i was saying this is a podcast about marillion (laughs) hey 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 this week this week it's the radiation post bag yes it is yeah if you all the post right here if you'd like to send us a letter about or email about radiation it's too late someone (laughs) sent one in last night and i'd already put all the letters into the document and i was just like he's made it just in time fewer letters though isn't it this week yeah. We're not gonna. We're probably yeah, not gonna have a, a two-parter for this. Ooh. What do you mean? Ooh. Well, that was what a does that of, mean? Is that it, was... Does it mean people have less to say about radiation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People haven't got a connection to it. I bet you when we get to anaerobophobia and marbles, we get more letters. We're gonna have like a ten-week post bag. <laughs> when we That's get to marbles, if you would like to send us an email, getting now about marillion.com Merillion's worst album. Uh, you can send <laughs> it. <laughs> send it to beampod at gmail dot com. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I have to say, I listened to. I was listening to it again yesterday, and I thought my opinion has changed. I don't. Okay, have... we're not doing it this way. We're doing the radiation pod bag. Pod bag. Okay, I won't. I won't yeah. say anything then. Anyway, all I'll say is after dot com, we're on an upward trajectory That's again. That's good. What else was I going to tell you? I didn't tell you this. I watched uh, uh, an interview with uh, Pete from, I think it was from 2007-ish. Right. Uh, which, well, two things. One, I was I was shocked by it. 
Hmm. Because he saw in it, and I've never heard Pete <gasps> say the F word before. What? Yeah. Oh, I, I'd i be shocked as well. Yeah, I was. I'd never heard Pete swear. Oh. In my head, he's like sort of 11 years old. So <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like a little innocent kid. Oh. Uh, anyway, and also, but also in it, he played piano. Oh, uh, wow. He's so bloody talented. It's ridiculous. I'm talking about Peter Ravis, the bass player with Marillion, in case anyone's listening to this going, who, who's their mate Pete? Who's this? Yeah. Their mate Pete that they never hear swear and didn't know could play the piano so well. Yeah. Wow, so he can play the piano as well. Yeah, he's, he was playing uh, the chords of Neverland on it. No way. How many instruments can he play? Well, I know he can play clarinet. Oh, yes, you've mentioned that before. <laughs> I think he can play drums. Um, clarinet, drums, bass, obviously, guitar. Yeah, piano. Piano. That's five already. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He is. I think the band have described no, him in the past as like the most pure musician in the band. Yeah. And he was talking as well how he can listen to any song. It's just his talent he's got and he can tell you what key it's in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> instantly. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. No wonder he's in like 5,000 bands because he's yeah. got the talent. Yeah. Might as well use it. Yeah. Might as well. He needs to, he needs to branch out in the types of bands he's in though. Not all prog bands. Well, does he need to? That, that's you've decided that. <laughs> well, I'm just he saying. He loves prog. Let yeah. him live his love of prog. <laughs> <laughs> well, he used to be in pop bands before he joined Marillion. Which pop bands was he in? Uh, he was in the Metros. There is an episode in this. Well, look, there is. Pete's and pop past. I think we should do an episode. Do you know what? Before we get to dot com, let's do an episode where we talk about Marillion members pre Marillion. Oh, let's do that because okay. I've been looking. Okay. I wanted to just hold off on dot com for at least another uh, week. All right. Yep. In fact, talking of, we might not have an episode next week. <sighs> Sorry, everyone. It's oh, my uh, two of my kids have got a birthday next week. They're yes. not twins. They and just happen to have birthdays in the same and they week. They live far away, and they live far, far away. So we're off to see them. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Yes, we probably won't have an episode next week. Right, first letter. Shall I read this one? Off you go. This is from Chai. A relatively new Meridian fan, as we know. Uh, hello, Sanya and Paul. That's us. Here are my thoughts on radiation. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Okay, I won't read that bit. Chai says, I kind of like the cover art. It reminds me a bit of Muse in terms of the palette used. I also like the album a lot more on the 10th or so. Listen, at first I found it very streamerful, but I can appreciate more of it now. Uh... Sorry, Steamerful. Yes, I misread it. Steamerful. Yes, yes. Because you said that and I was like, Streamerful? What, does streamed music sound differently? But of course, I, I, it I, In my steamerful. head, it was like streamable, as in like, definitely listen to that. It's what the young people say. Hey, this album is toot streamable, bar. No one says totes anymore. No, I Paul. know they don't. I was being ironic in my attempts to sound totes young. Totes is so 90s. <laughs> this album is lit. <laughs> Well, well, wicked man. Costa del Slough irritates me because lyrics, the lyrics are... <laughs> what are you laughing at? It irritates. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> you look genuinely Costa, worried was, there that I was, I, was at, I was laughing at Costa del Slough being irritating. Why are you having a go at me, I, I get it. Why are you having a go at me? Brilliant. I'm just doing it because I love seeing your face because every time I do it, you genuinely believe it. I don't. I'm... I'm 
playing along. Oh, you, no, you weren't then. I saw the face. Cat's staring at me through the door. Costadale Slough irritates me because the lyrics are so accurate. Why does anyone listen to this podcast? We're all over the place. Costadale Slough irritates me because the lyrics are so accurate as to what certain types of people sound like. The title is good, but I can't bloody hear the words properly. It works better as a poem than a song. I do like the twangy music behind it, though. Feels like montage music you'll see in a comedy film set in the US South. Under the Sun is very obvious lyrically. I like it well enough, but wouldn't seek it out. Answering Machine has some very easy to visualise lyrics, which I enjoy, but again, not strong enough against the music, and I can barely distinguish what's being said. Overall, this song feels like Blink-182, and all American rejects tried to collaborate and gave up halfway through. <laughs> That's quite good. Three Minute Boy is great, and lyrically reminds me of the song One for the Radio by McFly. Uh, I can't say I know that song. I did once have a meeting with McFly's manager. I've told you that, haven't I? I believe you have told me about your meeting with McFly's manager, but I can't remember. He was exactly how you expect a boy band manager to be. Was he? We'll leave it at that. So, back to Three Minute Boy and Chai's opinion thereon. Uh, The song has the lyrics. Here's another song talking about here, the McFly song. That song has the lyrics, so here's another song for the radio and here's another line from the heart as part of the chorus. And it reminded me of another tune we almost remember. What's the story? Sex and drugs again. Hex. Business as usual in Three Minute Boy. Both cynical about the music industry. I will admit the lyrics, a three minute song is all he wrote. He only did it for a joke. Made me cringe a bit. It clearly feels like it was rammed in to try to make the line fit into the rhythm of the song. It's my favourite song on the album. Now She'll Never Know's lyrics hurt my heart a bit having read H's diaries and listened to the Corona diaries. Obviously, I can't assume the song is about his first wife. It could well have been written years and years before. But knowing the difficulties in their relationship as publicly detailed by H, it fits well. And knowing it was released eight years before their separation makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It feels almost too intimate reading the lyrics. All that said, the music itself bores me. Speed it up a bit, lads. Add some texture. It feels like eating a plain reduced sugar milk ice lolly when I asked for a 99 flake with sauce. Chai? Well, now she'll never know it's great. It's oh, I to- thought you had issues with 99... Uh, ice. Well, with sugar milk ice lollies. No, this is a Marillion podcast. Oh, right. Not a, not our ice cream podcast that we also do. Thanks for that. It's called I Got 99 Problems, But The Flake Ain't One. <laughs> Oh, that was quick. Nice, eh? That was quick. Ice. Ice to see you. Um, These chains is fine. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just there. It's a beige wall. Kind of. Know what you mean. Born to Run is excellent lyrically. As someone from a small town where most young people are desperate to escape and find something greater, I recognise the theme immediately. The lyric, who drink to excess in order to forget what never happened, reminds me of the quote, imagining the future is a kind of nostalgia. From the book Looking for Alaska by John Green, but in in verse. Some of us are haunted by the dreams that never happen and some of us joyfully long for a future we hope we can create. Christ, again though, so slow. <laughs> I'm not asking for an up-tempo dance track, but if something's going to be this slow, I personally appreciate a bit more text to the music, something to get my teeth into. That's interesting, because I like that both those songs are quite stripped back. Um, but yeah, I, I also like texture. But I don't know, I think they both work. I mean, they're not top tier Marillion, but they're both nice little songs. I think it also de- depends on the placement of a song within an album. Quite possibly. Because too much up tempo in a row 
can make it kind of just like one note whereas sprinkling in some slower songs often gives the whole album as a whole more texture Uh, it's interesting because part of my problem with dot com which we'll talk about when we get there is i feel it flows terribly i think it's one of their worst structured albums Mm. Uh, and on top of that a lot of it just sounds half finished to me. It doesn't sound complete. It feels like they're they're half finished songs which lack that texture mm. that Marillion normally have, uh, and yet they've been given a real sort of polish in the production. And it feels like that's what carries them through. Yeah, you know, songs like "Tumble Down the Years" and "Built in Bastard Radar," they they don't sound finished to me. They talk, never we'll, have. We'll talk about it next week. Sorry. Yeah. We, welcome to the Marillion.com podcast. Uh, I don't know what Cathedral Wall is actually about, but the lyrics remind me of Nighttime in Hospital. This was obviously written before we told you what it was about. Mm-hmm. When everything's dark, but nothing's quiet or still, and you can't sleep because of the beeping and the nurses and the pain. I can pinpoint it very specifically to one hospital stay I had when I was 16. And it's very strange being able to relate to that extremely specific instance to the song so completely. That's so accurate, though, considering the song is about insomnia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, the hospitals at night are just weird. I've only ever stayed overnight once, I think, in a hospital and had my tonsils out. Um, touch wood. That's the only time it'll ever happen. I'm sure it won't because I'm old, getting older. Yeah, I'm 50 in a couple of weeks. If anyone would like to send me a present. <laughs> Hey, you can sign up to our podcast. How do you get You can sign up to our Patreon for my birthday. www.patreon.com slash MrBiffo, M-R-B-I-F-F-O. Bonus episodes, episodes early, and a whole load of other stuff that you probably won't be interested in, but that's okay. $1 a month is a bargain for my birthday. I'm 50. I'm that old. I do this for you. What were you saying, Sonia? I can't remember now. A few words for the dead's last verse reminds me of some of Carol Ann Duffy's poetry. I can't sound familiar, but in terms of the visuals, it inspires. Other than that, it can go away. (laughs) What? (gasps) What? I shan't say steamer because I think the lyrics are okay, but good Lord, I don't like any other aspect of the song whatsoever. If it was half as long, it'd still be too long for me personally. What? Oh, Jai, that's it. You're you're dead to us now. (laughs) Not really. It was a joke. Oh, no, see, this is why it's it's good that we can have such a variety of opinions on the songs because I would never have imagined anyone disliking. Well, Anthony did. Our friend Anthony, but Anthony did he? Yeah, he. Yeah, but he I said love he said a few words for the dead because because I took him to task over this recently, mm. uh, and he said that he does like it now that as he's getting older. It, for him, when he was younger, it was all about the Rocky songs. But as he's getting older, he likes the more atmospheric ones. Ah. Which is why he's come around to Beyond You and A Few Words for the Dead. The Baby Chai, give it 30 years. And, and maybe you'll change your mind. Yeah. So Chai says, Radiation was the first album thus far that disappointed me. Uh, so I have a lot oh. of thoughts about why it disappointed me. Batting, battering around the empty paper bag that is my brain. Thank you for all you do. And keep being cool cats. No, you keep being a cool cat. Thank you, Chai. Sorry, you didn't like a few words for the dead. I mean, you are wrong about that. It is great. Weird, isn't it? We really deviated there in terms of our likes on that album, which we both like Born to Run and um, Now She'll Never Know. 
Mm. I had a few words for the dead. Mm. And yet I didn't. That's mm. it. There you go. Okay, the next letter is from Paul G. Daddy G. Daddy G. Daddy. Daddy, Daddy G. G. Daddy. Daddy G. Hi, Paul and Sanya. <laughs> it's Paul G. Daddy G. In the house. Again, to tell you about my He doesn't my say in the house on... on there, does he? And also, that was even more cringy than me trying to sound young earlier, Sanya. <laughs> Awful. Just awful. It wasn't me. It was Daddy G saying it. Oh, oh Paul. <laughs> what are you doing? He said it in that tone of voice. Why did he do that? Um, just kidding. So, not expecting yourselves or anyone to offer any kind of loving for this record. Well, psych. We did. Wow. I I had problems moving on to Marillion.com because I like radiation mm. so much. Anyway, let's face it. It's their worst work. No, that's pavilion.com. You're confusing the two, Paul. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. And most fans would agree. Even Holidays in Eden is better than this record. And this is saying something. Wow, are we going to be massively out of step when we get to .com? What do you mean? Well, a lot of people kind of sort of say it's not as bad as... Yeah, everyone else might love it. I don't think that's the case. I remember. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm putting it out there. I know you don't. I did the first listen, but I don't. I, I like it I, more the since... The more I listen to it, I like it more, the more since, I appreciate since it. the Meridian Weekend where they played it in full, just because they did such an amazing production. On yeah. It, um, with all the orchestration and whatnot, and lights and stuff. Okay. There are very few highlights, so I won't go track by track, but I will point out a few things, if I may. The mastering of this album in 1998 was terrible. Agreed. I actually thought I had a dud when I first bought it and sent it back to HMB asking for an exchange. They told me others had... Oh, my goodness. They told me others had returned their copies too, and that is how it has been recorded. I was furious, to say the least. I'm actually shocked. Wow. That's really (laughs) embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, imagine that, being told people... Like, loads of people returned their album because they thought they had a dud. So listening to a poorly mastered album that was poor anyway was not ideal. I tried to like it. I hated it. The band had changed how they recorded and the whole thing sounded rushed to me. Songs. Well, well, sorry to interrupt. I think it's the opposite. I think Radiation is good songs that were buggered up by that original uh, mix. Right. Whereas I think Meridian.com is bad songs <laughs> that were that were papered over with really good production. Right. And I think the same thing happened with Somewhere Else in that Somewhere Else sorry to jump ahead quite a few albums, mm. a decade's worth. Somewhere Else has got some great songs on it but the production lets it down. I would like them to do for Somewhere Else what they did for Radiation. Mm. But yeah, you know, somewhere else, I'm, I'm saying it now, is a way better album than people have given it credit for. But it's the production that lets yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, and do I you get think, why. What do you think bothers people more? Great songs, bad production, or rushed, incomplete songs, great production? Well, it's hard. I'd like both. You know, why is it either or? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah which you, is what if happened. you had to have one. Um, well, you, you, you need the basis of strong songs. That's what I think. You need decent songs that at least, you know, kind of then live. Yeah. Um, because good songs, but... No, sorry. Rubbish. or oh, not as good songs, but 
fantastically produced. They're still a rubbish song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need good songs in the first instance, which I do mm. think, this is my point, I do think Radiation does have songs that are better than people are giving them credit for. But I think a lot of people just haven't got over that original mix of it. I th- yeah, um, maybe it's like the, the first impression syndrome or something. So like yeah. if you've listened to it the first time in such poor quality that you're wondering whether mm. the album you've got is a dud. Yeah. That's going to stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might on a subconscious level affect when you listen to it again, mm. affect how you perceive the songs, even if yeah. they've been remastered. Well, it'll be interesting the next Marillion weekend because I think we'd, we'd do somewhere else. Oh, and right. Be interesting because .com did go down well at the... The Marillion weekend. weekend, you know, they they, yeah. they did such a good job on it. Even I, you know, enjoyed it, having dreaded it. And all all of our mates were the, in much the same boat. None of us were really looking forward to the songs, and yet mm. they presented it so well that we all came away impressed. You know, H even fell down a hole for us. But mm. oh, you weren't listening to me then, were you? You <laughs> no. were literally just nodding along. <laughs> I didn't hear the <laughs> <You> word. <laughs> You know, I was waiting for you to have a go at me and you were just, mm, yeah, he did. He did fall down a hole. Didn't understand the, the word. The way he fell down that hole was so impressive. Um, Paul. Thank you. I'm only saying it because I know it winds you up. Well, he hurt himself. Yes, I know, and it was it's awful. It's not nice to fall. No. No, it's not. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> Obviously, which is why I'm only saying it to, to get a rise out of you. It's working. Anyway, but I hope, yeah, they'll do... For somewhere else, what they did for dot com. Mm. Where were we? Songs like The Answering Machine, These Chains, and Born to Run offer nothing prog wise. I mean, true, they're not yeah, really prog songs. No, I can't argue you, you know, with you that. You can't argue with that. Indeed, only one track does, or perhaps two, if you count Three Minute Boy, which is not a good song at all. Um, Now She'll Never Know sounds like H has been listening to OK Computer and could be a Radiohead song. Well, I said that, didn't I? Yeah. Also, I think H must have been listening to Blur's Song 2, which came Uh, out around the same time, as he yells (laughs) woohoo at the start of Under the Sun. You know that song? (gasps) Woohoo! Yes! Yes! Oh, okay. That was well picked up. Cathedral Wall is the band at their all-time low. Well, I won't argue with that. (laughs) It's close. I won't argue with that, but yeah. Yeah. Drilling Holes, If My Heart Were a Ball or A Legacy, a classic Marillion stinkers, I'm I'm sure most would agree. This piece of garbage has to be heard to be believed. What were they thinking? That pleases me. That's made my day because I, I... Really don't like it, and they seem to play it relatively often. I'd always much rather hear King over this, and King I'm bored of hearing live. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, Cathedral Wall is just bad. He mentioned a legacy, and I've listened to Marillion.com now, so I know what You know what that is. Uh, You Um, haven't got to if my heart were a ball yet, though. Not yet. Um, (laughs) Once again, like on TSE, they save the best track, and only good track till the end. You hear that, Chai? You hear that? <laughs> Chai, listen to it another 50 times. Yeah. And you might change your mind. Um, I like its slow build-up and its burst into song at 6.25 hertz. No, no, no. no oh, sorry, no. it's H. Uh, yes. Uh, sorry, can I say that again? <laughs> 
And you start singing at 6.25 hertz. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like it slow build up and it's burst into song at 6 minutes 25. Space. H sounds relieved on this song and clearly puts more effort into it than the others. Marillion's Lee Singer hurts. Everybody hurts. Don't hurt yourself. I've finished. You got Get it? Yeah. Alright. Um, I do not think the band have played many, if any, of these songs live since the Radiation Tour, which suggests they know it was a mistake and is best forgotten. Well, they have played them because they've done Radiation at a Meridian Weekend in But maybe he means live, not at a Meridian They've weekend. definitely done a few words for the dead, and I'm pretty sure I've heard Cathedral Wall, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah. And oh no, and they've definitely done Three Minute Boy. That one does get played. Oh yeah, out. Three Minute Boy gets played a lot. Yeah, because um, it's got a good sing along at the end, even though you're not a fan, Sonia. No. The next album is a slight improvement. No! As they go more mainstream. What? But it would be a few albums yet before they hit greatness again. Looking forward to hearing the <laughs> negative comments from you and the listeners on this one. Well, I very much argue that the next album's more mainstream. I think they go more prog on it. You think Marillion.com is more prog well, than Radiation? It's a, it's a really patchy album, but a, a legacy's prog. Oh, Interior is. Well, come on, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Then you've got Interior Lulu, which is definitely prog. All right, and then in the mm. middle, you've just got a whole load of, like, meh. Mm. Yeah. But just because there's two songs on the album, which I don't... Is the legacy really prog, or is it just, like, a bunch of stuff thrown together? Ultimately, for me... I mean, some of Daddy G's uh, reasons for not liking this album is it's not prog enough. Mm. I would argue that doesn't matter. I don't care whether Marillion are prog or not. I just want Marillion to do what they do best. Right. And not interested in labelling it. Right. Um, you know, and some of my favourite Marillion songs are not prog. A lot, I would say, of my least favourite Marillion songs are not prog. <laughs> Your least favourite. Yeah, or also not prog. Oh, true. When they try and beat yeah, other things. True. That's when I think they're at their weakest. Yeah. Our next one is from our wicked, our wicked pisser friend, Regis. Hello, Regis. Hello, Regis. He says, once again, you two have me laughing my ass off with the new podcast. Oh, I love Regis. Each week I look forward to it more than any other podcast I subscribe to. Oh, that's Aww. lovely. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, here we go. So, a little criticism here. I think this is not going to be a radiation letter. Regis says it seems the podcast centres around H more than any other members. His lyrics, voice, etc. I wish that you would dive more into the music and point out parts of songs. For instance, the Opium Den, where Pete's bass sets the trippy mood and Mark's keyboards ride the wave in and build. Or Ian's work on Berlin, where he clearly sets the mood of soldiers marching leading up to the bombastic crescendo stuff like that mm. uh, we'll, well address we've... all this at the end shall we oh well i'll just say it now we've got a good answer to that because have we yes if you are interested in that kind of stuff because paul and i aren't musicians ultimately so... this is the issue yeah, we're we... not musicians and i don't i suppose we're slightly nervous to come across as stupid whereas i am a writer so well, i kind of get words and, I... we... and on top of that sorry I, i'm on a roll okay. and on top of that both Sanya and i did a uh counseling course where we met uh and 
um, so we can talk a bit about emotions as well. But I don't think when it comes to old keys and chords and notes. But Carlos Nightman's blog. I retweet Carlos Nightman whenever his new blog post goes up. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And he does an amazing job because he's doing this journey with us. He's a musician. Yeah, he's doing this journey with us going through all the Marillion albums. And he does an amazing job of bringing a musician's perspective to it. Like way better than we ever could. So go and read his blog posts because they're really interesting. And he's funny too. And he's also, like Sandy, a bit of a Marillion virgin. Yeah. And he um, he doesn't always agree with us no but he also goes through the podcast as well too. yeah but um but yeah let's do maybe just read regis's letter in full and then okay. we can talk about this at the end right. so regis says my observation of bands in general comes from my years in working in restaurants and food service interesting a group of musicians is like a group of chefs and each album is a menu of new creations you may like the direction of the new menu and the chances they took with dishes or you may think it's just the same tired old bangers and mashed arrangement on a plate differently Having worked on menus, it's a tough thing to do after a while. <clears throat> Trying to come up with new stuff while catering to things you are known for can be an arduous task. Sometimes you get inspired and things come quickly. And I know this is the same for musicians. Sometimes a group of chefs will put out the same tired shit, like Transatlantic, <laughs> and not stretch themselves, but will say they have. Try some Alfredo sauce or pesto on that chicken palm instead of the red sauce. Musicians and chefs have a certain amount of ego, good or bad. The one thing I truly love about Marillion is that they are not trying to prove anything to anyone. You may or may not like everything they do, but they try different stuff and that's why we love them. I'm sure H would channel his inner Gordon Ramsay and say fuck off if you don't like it. On another note, this strange engine almost pulled me away from the band. Radiation certainly did and I not did not go back until Marbles. Wow, he's not the wow. only one. I hope you tried Fish on Friday. No food pun intended. The only album I have not cared for is Airborne. Ah, yes. He oh. uh, recommended Fish on Friday to me. I haven't yet, Regis. I will. Sorry, we got COVID and stuff and got a bit distracted. Fish it's on a Friday. It's a band, not the not, Fish Oh, I podcast. thought you were talking about Fish's um, <laughs> Oh, cheers and good health Friday. to you, Bogner Regis. Sorry, I just saw how he signed off. Brilliant. I haven't done anyone's names this week because they've oh, yeah. all got their, their own ones. Um, so who, who, who made Fish <clears throat> on Friday? No, it's a band. Oh, they're the band. Yes. <laughs> it's not, he's not recommending something that I eat. It's not, I know he. No, I about... thought it was the name of an album oh. by someone else. Um, yeah, Regis has got a good point. Uh, and it was something that, that certainly early on, I, was, I felt a bit. Um, I felt a bit co- conscious of. I, I don't know. I mean, I think. I think, I think we, we certainly never have thought that this is a band that's always about the lead singer, be it Fish or H. It's mm. never been that for us. We know Marillion are completely made up of five individuals, four of whom certainly on the upcoming album seem to be doing the lion's share of the music. And, you know, like every Marillion fan, we think Rothers is a god and, you know, we love all their contributions. And we try and do... Well, I don't know. I think we always talk about the music as much as we can. I try to. Yeah, same. The, the- this is a challenge I have. Sometimes I can't tell what instrument is which mm. or can't think of how to describe a sound like, yeah. oh, the tinkling. And it's like, well, is that from the keyboards? Is that from... Guitar. Yeah. yeah. I try to because, the you know, so if, could, there's, could be, if there's uh, something percussion. that Fish leaving demonstrated really clearly was how important the music is. Yeah. 
Well, it's like when I interviewed John Arneson and he said that he knew that they were going to be okay because it, it was about those four musicians. Yeah. Really, they were the, they were the heart of the band. Um, but I think for me as well, I, I'm just interested in charting the singer's journey, you know, in both instances, because they're the one who put themselves out there. And that includes in interviews, mm. you know, both uh, H and Fish were very much heart on their sleeve uh, and seeing that sort of, it's like following a story, whereas yeah. the other four members certainly are more closed off. Mm, and uh, they're a bit more hidden, aren't they? Yeah, they, they're a bit they're more hidden. Of, and you know, The it, music is serving the story of the lyrics. Yeah, it's like special effects almost in a certain way. You, you know, the best special effects, you don't even know are special effects. Mm. But that's not to downplay the skill involved mm. you know uh i don't know I, I i try we try i think we try to yeah. give them cre- credit we you know i mentioned pete at the top of the episode today actually and said how, they deserve how the credit they do deserve the credit i mean i'll try a bit harder to mention the music mention the music um but ultimately if we say we like a song or dislike a song yeah that is generally about the music and we yeah. sort of try and say if it's I don't know. But definitely, if you read, you see, Carlos Nightman is on this journey with us and he's kind of like a member of the podcast. Yeah. And he will fill that gap that we can't, we can't feel as well. Because yeah. he's really good at, at noticing the music and describing it and sort of talking about it yeah. with knowledge. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we can't on a technical level. We can talk about how the music makes us feel. Yeah. That's what we try to do. Yeah. We talk about how the music might make us feel. And I think as well, what when the music really works, yeah, when Meridian are at their strongest, they're all pulling in the same direction. And so we might not always kind of single out kind of, oh, that amazing solo. We do try to point that out but also but, it's great when people can write in and and point things out like sometimes um, no no when we <laughs> just said it's, about sometimes the, it's nice when, when we just mentioned <laughs> i'm joking uh ian's work on berlin where he clearly sets yeah. the mood of soldiers marching did we like, not mention wow, that i I, I, don't I don't know but now i want to listen to berlin again and yeah. listen out for that yeah i know exactly the bit he means i thought we mentioned that but perhaps we didn't it's been a while yeah so so I think we're more about the feels rather than the technical side of it, you know, and how the music affects us emotionally and certainly how the music works emotionally with the emotional content of the lyrics, mm. even if it's just a party song. Not the party. No, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> no. But yeah, we're always happy for people to write in and mention those kind of details as well. Yeah. So, talking of, next letter is from Carrie from Sex in the City. Ha, 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 ha. From Brad Shaw. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. Um, oh, didn't like my accent. Um, <laughs> Just get on with it. Okay. Hi there, Paul and Sanya. I thought I'd preemptively drop a few words for the living about radiation before you get into it on the podcast. But we have now, Brad. We have. We have done that. This is actually one of my favourite Marillion albums. Oh, we're oh, all I over. Have a friend. We're Woo-hoo. all over the place with this, aren't we? I actually we? have a friend in radiation. Um, 
It's not on the same level for me as albums like Afraid of Sunlight, Brave, Marbles or Clutching at Straws. Agreed. But among the albums that are just a collection of songs, as opposed to being a conceptual or thematic album, it may be their strongest. It has a nice balance of rock, pop and more experimental bits. And I think the songwriting itself is really strong throughout. Mm -hmm. Like others, I struggled with the original audio quality. But I understood where the band were coming from in terms of having little budget, and I always felt the songs themselves were better than the original production let on. Oh, which is what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I was thrilled when they announced the 2013 remix, and I think Mike Hunter did a brilliant job bringing the songs to life. For me, the remix is the definitive version. Without a shadow of a doubt. I think Radiation was really the point where the band put together a more or less complete skeleton of the modern Marillion sound. They fleshed this out more with Marillion.com and Anarachnophobia, and it all came together on marbles. But in terms of the overall sound and atmosphere, I think Radiation is closer to marbles and beyond than it is to any of the albums that came before it. Hmm. I would disagree, but... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an outlier as one of their albums. You think it's just in its own yeah. kind of category? I don't think it really sounds like any of their other albums. You know, there are moments where they do because they're the same band. But I've always thought Radiation just sort of stuck out like a sore thumb, for better or worse. Hmm. And for me, I mean, I think it's something before we get to Marbles, I want to look back at what Marillion did between Afraid of Sunlight or particularly This Strange Engine and Anarachnophobia mm-hmm. because I think you can see the building blocks of where they ended up but I don't think any album got there. Right. It was like they were sort of putting the, dropping the bits of DNA into the primordial soup before, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, they all coalesced into that's modern Marillion. Oh. Anyway. I also think this was Hogarth's coming out party as a lyricist. I agree with that. Yeah. What a shame that .com, he went back in. Yeah. It's the first H-era album without any Helmer contributions, and I think you really see H's personality shaping the songwriting more than on any previous album. The short opening track is Quirky But Fun. I know Paul doesn't like Marillion doing rock so much, but Under the Sun is one of their better rockers, in my opinion. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I enjoy cranking it up and not thinking about it too much. The answering machine may feel a bit like a throwaway, but the lyrics are clever and it works for me on the same level as Cannibal's Surf Babe does. Agreed. The remix helps a lot. Three Minute Boy is just a great song in the vein of Hey Jude. And the lyrics always make me smile. The part where the guitars kick in before the yeah section is a high point on the album. Yes. Love this on live at Cadogan, my favourite live film of the band. Have we seen that? No. No. Okay, we'll have to see it at some point. Yes. Now She'll Never Know. Oh, I have. Well, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, of course you have. (laughs) Um, What I meant was, have I seen it? Have we seen it together as well? Yeah. Now She'll Never Know is H at his most vulnerable. I love the soft vocal delivery and quietness of the music. Sounds a lot like Talk Talk with some Radiohead influence as well, maybe. The remix helped this one out quite a bit and it's become a favourite as well. Oh, well, so far... So far, so good. So far, he's, so far, so good. He agrees with us entirely. 
These chains seem to serve almost as a response to Now She'll Never Know. Yeah. I think it's an underrated Oh, he's gem. messed it. He's messed it up now. Why? He's messed it up. He says it's an underrated gem. These now, chains is all these right. These chains? It's all right. What? <laughs> it's fine. Did you really not like it? No, I don't so dislike you it. these chains. I just, you said, yeah, I, don't, I just don't love it. And I think emotional it emotional gets... about it. Okay, but that's different to, you know, you know, having an emotional response to the lyrics is different to kind of liking the music in the song. I think it a, still counts. A, a Regis. I think it still counts. Um, so it's an underrated gem with a strong vocal performance from H and a nice, vibrant arrangement. An upper just when the album needs it. I didn't think you liked it, so I don't know what you're going on you about. You didn't think I liked these chains? No, not really. What? Well, that much. I thought you thought it was all right. No, I like oh, it. Okay. I mean, it's not like top tier, but yeah, I like these chains. I've seen Born to Run included on least favourite Merlion songs lists, but it's actually my favourite song on the album and one of my favourite Merlion songs altogether. One of H's finest lyrics, in my opinion, and he delivers it beautifully. A much more effective use of blues than One Fine Day. Oh, yes. And I love Rothery's solo. Oh, yes. I also get a bit of a Prince vibe from this song. Yeah, there's been a few times. I can't name the songs exactly, but there's been a few times that I've thought that's a bit princey. Well, wait until you get to, well, it's a B-side. Um, I should just play it to you. Uh, say the word. Just shameless. Really? So yeah. do you think, is H a Prince fan? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think Prince can be quite proggy in places. Yeah, at times. I think he can. I think he, yeah, you know, definitely. Again, if you're willing to stretch your definition of prog, mm. well, Stephen Wilson has covered Prince. Has he? Yeah, he did a, a, a great version of Sign of the Times. Oh. Um, yeah, he released it as a single called Cover Version. No, really? Yeah. Brilliant. I could I see know. H liking Prince's music. Yeah, everyone should like Prince's music. Yeah. I'm saying it now. He's good. Prince was a legend. Yeah. Uh, Cathedral Wall, maybe my second favourite on the album. Okay, this is where we're disagreeing. Uh, what um, a shame. It's the one I felt benefited the most from the remix, which really opened up the dense layers of sound and made it as massive as it always should have been. The music brings the lyrics to life and paints the picture of H's insomnia and imaginary cathedral wall so well. A Few Words for the Dead is another track that was really improved by the remix, especially with the added guitar part after the first chorus. It's a strong ending to the album and also a fairly unique Marillion song. It seems to go over well live and I really think all of these songs work pretty well in a live setting, which is ironic as it seems to be one of their lesser loved albums. Anyway, enough words from me. I'm sort of expecting Radiation to not be one of Paul's favourites. Ah, well, you maybe well. it will go over better for Sonia. Yes. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, Brad. Oh, I'm happy to have surprised you, Brad. Yes. And I agree. I reckon the songs are great live. Yeah, well, they are, most of them, that they've played, apart from Cathedral Wall, which is, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, yeah. I'm going to make a proposal right here, slap bang in the middle of the episode. Yes. We're going to split this in two. Oh, yeah. We're nearly, at, we're nearly at an hour. Oh, yeah, then we should. Uh, didn't you say And we're only halfway gonna, through the letters. Didn't you say this wasn't going to be a two-part? We're exactly halfway through. Yeah, I know. I'm going to read the next letter, though. All right. And then we'll make that the last one for this week. Shouldn't we split it halfway through now? Well, halfway then next... through the letter. <laughs> 
No, I'll tell you why we're, we're, I'm going to read the last letter. Okay, Because then. I'm going to put out another call to people if they want to send in... More letters. More letters for radiation, they can. We're Radi- still, radiation or... Or... General Meridian. Or General Meridian stuff. Thoughts. If you want to ask us anything, you can. Remember that email address is beampod at gmail.com. Um... We're still going to skip a week next week because we have to go away. Yes. But we'll be back the week after with a sec- another post bag before we crack on with .com, I think. Okay. I think that's where we're All right, we're let's headed. do that. All right. So this is our last letter for this week. This is from an anonymous emailer. Anonymous emailer says, Hey both, radiation came out just as I was going into my third year of uni and undergoing what turned out to be a nervous breakdown. My mum had died unexpectedly, the Christmas just gone. And it came out that my dad was leading a secret life and no longer wanted anything to do with me, perhaps because I was the one who stumbled across his various secrets. Jeez, so sorry to hear all that. I mentioned all the boohoo stuff to put into context where my life was when radiation came out and also why it prompted me to give up on Meridian for a few years. My life had changed and so had Meridian. I wasn't sad, I just felt completely detached from what Meridian wanted to be at that time. As did a lot of people, as we know. The chatter about radiation before its release all seemed to suggest it would be a disappointment. H had been quoted trying to distance the band from what we loved about them. By extension, it felt like a bit of a slap in the face for fans. Told you, didn't mm, I? Yeah. It yep. did to me. Yeah. There you go. It was like, stop it. So it wasn't just you yeah, that we felt all, that way. Yeah. Sorry. It was. So, and do you know what? You that, actually seem emotional you've been emotionally then. affected by that. I did then. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. Since, since going back there doing this process and remembering how I felt it did it's brought up how actually emotionally how it hurt yeah it hurt um that he did that because and it was why it was a you know look I know in um interviews you know they're probably doing a lot they get put on the spot they get caught out like there's the famous which came prior to .com I think the famous H interview where um the interviewer put to him, um, if I, if Ho, if that someone had said, if Hogarth really truly loves Meridian, uh, why doesn't he leave and let Fish come back? Um, yeah, I know, which is an absolutely Ouch. shitty thing. Ouch. Which is a really shitty thing to, to say to someone. But then the bit that got quoted was H's response, was, was him saying, well, for a start, the other members wouldn't have him back. Um, I'd like to see Fish try. Uh, bring it on or words to that effect then fish of course only gets that bit quoted at him oh no so then fish responds by this sort of saying i don't know yeah i don't know you don't know what hogarth's problem is you know we man you know i'd like to <laughs> you know. um but but so i yeah I'm, I'm willing to give h the benefit of the doubt that, that maybe these... he was stirred up by some sort of yeah, you just question. don't know. But nonetheless, and you know, I know he was in a defensive place because he would be in interviews and always get asked about fish. Yeah. He'd always, you know, get get the fish question put to him. And that must have worn him down and sort of, you know, made him feel shit about his contribution to the band. Mm. Um, nonetheless, as fans, what we read were quotes, H sort of saying, we're not prog. You know, I don't love the old Marillion. I love the current Marillion. And it's like, well, we do love the old Marillion. Yeah. You know, and it felt, I'll be honest, it felt disrespectful. Mm. I'm not blaming H necessarily for this because, again, I'm sort of saying he may have been put in a bad place. But, yeah, he actually said, I'm not in love with the the old Marillion. I'm in love with the new Marillion. 
and things like that just were hurt. They hurt. They yeah. hurt. Because it's like, you know, let's say... But it sounds like it was coming from a hurt place himself. Him. Of course it was. Yeah. Of but course Yeah, I get why that would hurt. Because then as a fan, like putting myself in the position of the fans at the time, going to a live gig and seeing him sing Fish era songs, yeah. I'd be thinking, oh, he doesn't really want to be doing that. Yeah. And I don't know, that would create a bit of... And I know he was Discomfort. in a difficult... Of course he's in a difficult place. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where absolutely. He's taken really over from a band... Difficult place. That the, the vast majority of the fan base grew up with. Yes. Before he was in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, do yeah. not envy him that challenge at all. That took a lot of strength. Yeah. A lot of strength on his part. Enormous amounts. And, and yet, talking about it now, maybe it's something that hopefully I'll process going forwards and let go of mm. I still feel a bit of resentment towards him for I saying those do. things I'm realising now hey hey, everyone told you we did a counselling course uh, yeah I'm realising now I do still feel resentment towards him because for saying those you things you felt that somehow you were not only misunderstood but mocked not yeah, mocked yeah kind of do you know what look and again sorry anonymous email we'll get back to your letter in a minute um this is why we end up having to do two two weeks yeah, worth of, of letters is because we digress but um if he had come out and said yeah wow meridian did some amazing albums in the 80s that's different isn't it yeah you know god i love some of those songs instead yeah. of kind of going uh yeah fish wrote a lot of words um and i can't really relate to fugazi yeah, and we're not doing prog anymore. Yeah, yeah. I guess if he'd said... We're not, look, a prog, we're not a prog band. Well, you were. If if <laughs> he know. said something like... Um, this isn't to criticise modern age. Like, no, I'm just no. saying, you know, back at the back in the day, hindsight 2020, we've all, yeah. we've all got perfect hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he'd have said something like, really loved the old Marillion music, they r- created some crackers but we want to experiment with different sounds at the moment, so we might be sounding a bit less proggy. Yeah. Would that have hurt less? Well, maybe. I mean, that's hurt? a bit of a wishy-washy... That's a wishy-washy uh, way of saying it. <laughs> he would have said it better than that, yeah. but if, he, if, he, yes. if he'd have said We're something like that... we just And Like, the thing I is- love the old music... We're going in a different direction for now. But again, as well, there were five members in Marillion and the other four wanted to experiment as exactly. well. It wasn't yeah. all on no, H's shoulders. Um, you know, Rothers, particularly with radiation, completely reinvented his guitar sound. Uh, you know, they were all exploring different types of music. It, you know, and yet H, because he is the, the mouthpiece of the band most often, you know, he got, he got the bulk of the, the grief. Now, had Fish stayed in the band and uh, they carried on writing the same sort of songs as they wrote with H, um, I think a lot of the resistance might not have been there from fans because mm. they would have said, oh, it's the same band. But, but they're just evolving. Th- yeah, they're it's evolving. seen as differently. But, you know, but H didn't help the situation. He didn't by... help the situation. And on top of that, you know, constantly sort of saying we should have changed the name. Uh, oh, he said that? Yeah. Oh. H said that. Yeah, and that, that apparently they were still sort of saying that, you know, right in this era, you know, maybe we should change our name. And so what you're saying mm. is, what the, what you're saying is, look, this band that you grew up loving, we're not that band anymore. Right. We're not that band. 
so, you know, well, no wonder they lost fans. Mm. No wonder the fans deserted them. And let's not forget, they did. In the 90s, Marillion's cachet plummeted. Yeah, when we get to .com, we're not there yet. But that hit even lower in the charts. Wow. You know, from a band that a few albums before yeah. with Brave was still top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it was the signals that were being sent out. And again, you know, I'm not meaning to have a go at H here, but it did it did damage them. Yeah. Um, you know, whether those sound bites and those things that he said were provoked by journalists looking for a story or not, those words did come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, that's probably because he had a lot of baggage that came Absolutely. as a result of being the lead singer with Marillion. Yeah. And wanting to be recognised for his own achievements yeah. in Marillion. And but, it's understandable, but it doesn't mean it, it doesn't hurt. And what didn't fans. help is that, as well, sorry, we've got completely sidetracked. What didn't help as well is that, frankly, at that time, they were not putting out their best work. We know why, because, uh, you know, they were under pressure. But I don't think anyone really holds up Radiation, as we've seen, it's a very divisive album. Dot com's the same. This Strange Engine, likewise. Those three albums are divisive among the fans, as to, and very few fans would ever hold. Yes, there's some amazing individual songs on there, mm. but it's complete pieces of work like Misplaced Childhood or Clutching yeah. at Straws or even, even Brave, Brave or even Afraid of Sunlight. Yeah. It's complete pieces of work. They're not in the same league. No, that's definitely true. They're not. That is definitely true. Remotely. There are some great songs on there, but as a whole, they're not. They're nowhere near. They're the, very variable the in quality. quality. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think even going back to Script, to Fugazi, yeah. you know, those albums all hold together. And yeah. I, But during the 90s, Marillion, or the late latter 90s, Marillion struggled. And whether that's because they, they were under pressure or whether that's because, um, <laughs> you know, they were rushed or, or whatever. It they could were. have been a mix Whether they of were just exploring who they were. You know, as a band, don't know. Uh, you know, but great, explore who you are. Don't put it all on the bloody album. <laughs> you know? yeah, yes, yeah. but what can, what can um, you do when you're rushed? Under pressure, exactly. You're, yeah, it's like, come on, come on, yeah. make an album. Marillion clearly need a few years to make They do, album. yeah. Now. Which is interesting why you said the um, dot com to you felt rushed. Yeah. But probably they didn't have enough time. No, no it felt like as well, they've, they've been through with TSA to radiation and by the time they got to dot com the cupboard was bare yeah they'd run and they need that time to let the flavours of their music develop and yeah. mature yeah their music is a fine wine so anyway but yeah um, but yeah so it didn't help what I was trying to say is it didn't help that those albums were uh, not as strong as what they'd done before mm. I mean you know let's not forget that yeah, those first three Meridian albums also came out within a year of each other. But um, but they'd yeah, had longer to work time, on the songs. Yeah. yeah, they'd had longer to work on the song previously yeah. for script, admittedly. But and they, it didn't it was help. Completely different music. Yes, but it didn't help then that H was saying this stuff about at times when the albums weren't as good, and it it came across as arrogance. Or right. not only did it feel like a slap in the face as fans, yeah, it came across as arrogant. And unjustly arrogant, as in you didn't have anything to be arrogant about at that time. Sorry, frankly, 
you know, and yet you're going, oh, we're, you know, the the, the 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 signal was, or the, the message we were receiving, mm. whether this was a message he intended or not, the message we received was, Marillion are better than they used to be, when right. most of us thought they were. And that hurt. That hurt. And it still hurts now as I'm saying it. I can feel it. You know, I do feel a bit emotional about it. Yeah, it really hurt. Yeah. They're strong emotions. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, it's still in there. Yeah, I love Marillion. You know, the, the oh, hopefully know. everyone listens no, to this. I know. And, and you I really love, love Marillion. I love you, H's lyrics. And you love modern Marillion. Yeah, I love modern Marillion. Fear is one of my favourite albums of all time. Marbles is probably my favourite album of all time. I love his talent. I, I love his lyrics. Uh, you know, I love his podcast. And you love his performance And I love well. his performance. But, but, yeah, there is still part of me that resents the things he has said in the past mm. as a fan because they felt like they were they were targeted at me as a fan. Mm. Slap in the face. Yeah, a slap in the face. You know, when the fans were the ones really who were who yeah, the diehard fans. Yeah. Who had who had yes, we'd grown up with Fish. You know, we'd grown up listening to Fish's lyrics and words and voice. But we were the ones really that were sticking by them. Yeah. You stuck, we you were the stuck ones, with yeah. them all the way through. We were the ones, we were the ones who were still buying those albums. We weren't, you know, it wasn't new fans, mate. It was mm. us, you know, and yet we were being told that we were in some way at fault or wrong. Uh, and we were the ones keeping Meridian going and the reason why Meridian is still there today. <sighs> right, where were we? Uh, who was reading this? You, you were. You me, were. Was I? Yep. Sorry, back to the anonymous emailer. When I heard Radiation for the first time, I knew something had come to an end. That muddy, muffled collection of songs sounded like a form of Marillion Shaw, but without the indefinable essence that made them special. What was the point in being a Marillion fan with all its indignities when Marillion seemed to be trying to distance itself from us? Oh, that's a good point. I mean, putting yourself back in time. Yeah. In the position of the fans, yeah. then that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, we, we being a Meridian fan was never easy. It's never been easy. We get the piss taken out of us. You know, look, come on, I'm not. You know, I understand the world is an awful place, and being a Meridian fan is hardly the worst minority to be in <laughs> yeah. the world. But yeah, we we have had it. It is difficult being a Meridian fan. Um, and yeah, and the band seemed to be trying to distance itself from us. It's, that's, such, that's so right. Yeah, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. Maybe now I can let it go. I'd already found a new world of music. Devin Townsend's Infinity spoke directly to my mental state at the time. Melodic poppy punk band A were great songwriters. Loads of fun live and threw in the odd proggy moment. The Wild Hearts, Therapy, Iron Maiden and others were exciting in a way that Marillion no longer wanted to be. Pavement, Air, Boards of Canada, Radiohead, Sigur Ross, another band, by the way, that I was really into at the time. And even the Chemical Brothers, likewise, they even seem proggy. Seem far more creative than anything on Radiation. Unfortunately, it's true. As much as I do like some of Radiation, mm. it's true, you know, in terms of pushing forwards. You know, I was reading about Radiohead this morning and, you know, how they put all their um, music online for free. You know, the Radiohead Public Library. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can basically How anything they they've money, ever done. Then? You can buy it. Oh right. But also Radiohead don't need to make money. Um they're Radiohead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, and a lot of what they've they've made in recent years anyway, they've given away the profits to charity. But um and yeah, sorry, Radiohead, 
they did two albums that were kind of indie pop rock. The Benz is an amazing album, and everyone, not everyone, a lot of people kind of lament the fact that they're not doing that anymore. You know, that was the album that Fake Plastic Trees came off of. Right. The kind of Radiohead that Meridian aspired to. Uh, and then they did Okoy Computer, which was like, oh my God, this does sound like Radiohead, but pushing forwards. And then they went completely left field and stopped sounding like the Radiohead that they were. Mm. But no time did they say that their fans were wrong for... Right. Um, but they also didn't the have... Did they, have they didn't have a change in lead singer, though, did they? No, they didn't. But this is, this is the thing. You know, but defensive. if they had... Yeah. But even if they hadn't, and Tom York had started coming out going, you know, I'm not in love with that old Radiohead, I'm in love with the new Radiohead. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't like that old It would still Radiohead. hurt. That would actually still hurt. If and it hurts came all, yeah. out and said, oh, I, I don't like any of the music I did with Marillion, you'd you'd be hurt. Yeah. I'd feel hurt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's his music and his lyrics. Yes. And, and um, you know, but Radiohead haven't entirely sort of, you know, and Marillion haven't. Of course, they still play some of that old stuff. You know, we know they do, but it was mixed messages. Mm. You, you know, so when they did play that old stuff during that era and for a while it became less and less, uh, it felt like they were going through the motions because of what was being said in the press. Yeah, that makes sense. It felt like, oh, okay, you're tossing us a bone. Keep us going, keep yeah. us hanging in there. But you don't really want to be doing it. Yeah, you know, and it must hurt seeing the fans go mad for those old songs part of the reason we go mad oh absolutely you know, I've thought that myself eight. but part of the reason we do go mad is because they're rare you know I'm quite happy to go to a Marillion gig and not hear any fish era stuff quite happy uh, but of course we're going to cheer nostalgia but you go crazy when he plays like, yeah because I don't hear it often yeah and they're good uh, songs yeah and because they ge- generally line. only play some of that stuff at Meridian weekends yeah you know even H has admitted to some of that stuff has an energy that, yeah that it's it great live but um, where was I going with that? I was going somewhere with it. Uh, so H, when they start playing uh, Sugar Mice, for instance, and just sits at the front of the stage and lets the audience sing it, it feels like, you know, well, it's not nothing to do with me. You know, I love it when he does Garden Party and throws himself into it. Mm-hmm. It feels like, no, you're with us. Right. But when he sits there and doesn't sing it, or, for instance, when they play Jigsaw at Marillion Weekend, he walks off stage and just it's an instrumental version it feels like he's separating himself from us right as opposed to saying we're all on this journey together right he's saying no I'm cherry picking the bits of Meridian I like and I get it it's difficult for him but what if he can't get into the emotion of it I mean it's quite hard for him because he's a very embodied performer look I, you know look, he, I don't, he really I, places himself within I don't think anyone anyone can emotionally connect with jigsaw. jigsaw pieces aligned on the perimeter edge no one could connect with that. Fish could. But then he goes out and sings songs with Trevor Horn, and I, I bet he doesn't connect emotionally connect with all of those. Like with the, it's different for girls. Mm. Seeing the second half of Cinderella Search. I'd love to know what it is about the second half of Cinderella Search that puts him off. Yeah, me too. Is it the music or is yeah. it the lyrics? Do the or... second half of Blind Curve, the best bit. Oh yeah. Maybe I mean. Maybe they're just too, they've got too much of Fisher's essence in them. Maybe. And he just feels that he couldn't do them justice. Yeah. I didn't mean this reason. episode to turn into such a H rant, but I think I need to get it off my chest before we can go forwards. Yes. Bookending it with saying you do love and respect H. Massively. You know, this isn't, this is yeah. just the how 
you were feeling at the time and then have been carrying these feelings yeah, I need to all let these them years go. because you haven't let them go. It's like being yeah. in a relationship, you've got to let the resentment out. Otherwise, it's going to affect that relationship. Yeah, I listened to a new Meridian album uh, because I want to connect with him. You know, when I that first time I sit down to put a new Meridian album on, it's about, yes, of course it's about the music, as Regis said, of course it is. But for me, it's about that one-to-one relationship with that singer, with, with Steve Hogarth, mm. and kind of letting his emotions wash over me and, and, mm-hmm. and feel them. And he does that uniquely. Yeah, Because he he's does. so bloody good. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, clearly I've still got a bit of baggage from the 90s. Yeah. You know, because I stayed with them. I didn't give up. But it sounds Came like close. you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone with that. Okay, back to anonymous emailer's letter. Um, I've since reevaluated Radiation. The 2013 remix helped. Oh, so he did like it. <laughs> so we're ending on a positive note. With 23 years of hindsight, I really enjoy it. There are some really great moments with much stronger energy than its predecessor. It's a more consistent album than TSE. The songwriting is tighter with better tunes and it benefits from having a higher proportion of H lyrics. Completely agree, because he's a great lyricist. Yeah. I can appreciate the album better, having got to know the band better too. In 98, Costa del Slough felt like the band telling original fans that this wasn't for them. Today, it's just H being H. Completely agree. It's not one that I go back to that often, but when I do, I wonder why I've left it so long. And if nothing else, at least it doesn't feature built-in bastard radar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again for the podcast. Glad to hear you with less obvious COVIDity. Oh, yes. Yes. So, um, thank you, anonymous emailer. Yeah. Did, I bet you didn't think your, your email was going to spark such a long conversation. It's weird, isn't it, how you can hang on to stuff without being aware yeah, it. isn't it? And then something can it let it out. It does happen. And do you know what? Or someone let... says something about their experience, and you kind of go, "Oh, yes." It gives that's you permission it. to feel it. It gives it unlocks the door of that feeling. Exactly. And it allows it to come out. Yeah. Um, Especially and... if you know you're not alone in feeling that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, that's how counselling works, isn't it? Really, it's sort of people kind of mirroring your feelings. Mm. Um, and do you know what? I genuinely without it turning into some sort of H slagging off session, you know, if any of you want to sort of email with how you experienced that at the time in the nineties with some of the things that were said in interviews and whether it it affected you. Because, you know, maybe we need to start a survivors group, you know, us long term fans who, who were hurt by it because it was yeah. hurtful. You know, yes, it's not hurtful in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, what the English football team of uh ever received in the wake of the Euros final. Um, but, you know, we're a Meridian podcast. We're not talking about that. Anyway, well, let's leave it there. So we're going to have a week off next week. I hope you can all wait for us, us to return. Don't unsubscribe. <laughs> hey, what are we doing on Friday? Well, we've got an interview. We're, we're being interviewed. Wow. My yeah. first ever interview. Bye. Wait for it. I mean, let's see if they actually run it now after that episode. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. Uh, we're, we're being interviewed by Fraser Marshall from uh, the Web Fan Club. How exciting. Yeah, we'll see if that gets in. Yeah. Again, I love H. Yes, I this know. Is, we're, on also, a, we're on a journey this with this. This is an independent podcast and it's important to us that... To be able to be honest. I think if I just bottled that up and went, I love, I've loved everything he's ever said or done. It's, or any of the band members. It's part of your Meridian story. It is. And that's and what as we're it, telling. As it affected the, how our anonymous emailer 
received and experienced radiation back in the day. It's yeah. clearly affected you and probably many others. And I think as well, it's important for the Marillion story because mm-hmm. Marillion's album sales were going down. They were shedding fans by the bucket load. And there were reasons for that that went beyond the music. Yeah. And I think it's worth kind of recounting mistakes that were made. Yeah. And it's not like you're cancelling H or the band. God, you're no. just like, that was said at the time, we've moved past yeah. it. But there was still a part of you that was holding on to it. Yeah. That you just wanted to, needed to acknowledge needed to. in order to release it. Yeah. Needed to. Um, Without blaming him or anything. No. Just sort of going, when that was said, this is how, how it affected, affected me. me. Not his fault. I take responsibility and own what i felt mm. um i hope others can do that too and you know clearly like our anonymous emailer didn't hang on to it because it's, it's got it's stayed with the band and that's also why it hurt because because we were such fans because we were the ones that were going to stick with them and have and yeah we kept the band afloat during a, the, a time where they could have just gone away yeah, I mean, literally kept them afloat. Yeah, by the sounds of it, if they were having to keep putting out albums. Yeah, and it was us. Live albums and stuff like that. It was the fans that were who were buying those albums. Like as you said, not new fans. Yeah, and existing fans. So you were keeping them alive. We meant they didn't have not to go alive, and get other jobs. Yeah, which yeah. is what John Arneson suggested. Yeah, and I don't want this to sound entitled. I hope it doesn't come across entitled because I want nothing from Marillion that there's things I'd like. I don't expect anything from Marillion. I don't expect them to do anything other than be Marillion. Right. Just carry on being themselves and doing what they do. There's things I like and there's things I don't like, but it's not an entitlement to say that. But because we were the ones that were diehard and dedicated and were just there through thick and thin, rightly or wrongly, yeah, when things were said that felt, I don't know, churlish or bitter or you know that felt that to us not saying they were but that's how they came across Mm. then yeah it hurt and it it still does jesus what an ep wow wasn't expecting that why do things always get so emotional i was not expecting that when we began this lovely little post bag episode it was like we're just gonna read some letters hey we need a week off Right, look, everyone, go find us on Twitter and Facebook because then we can tell you when there's an update. Subscribe uh, and you'll see when a new app goes up. Support us on Patreon if you want. Links are in the description of the episode. Uh, you can even buy a Beampod t-shirt. The link for that's in the episode or a mug. We'll see you in two weeks. If you yeah, if you want to message us, email us, the link for that is in the, uh, in the, in the description and we might read it out. And, and you, then, might, you might trigger yet another yeah, emotional about, outburst from was, this this fire hose of emotions here. I was about to say that. Yeah. Right. See you, everyone. Take care. Be safe. Bye bye.